From Sarasota Memorial, this is HealthCasts, your weekly dose of health information from experts you can trust. Welcome back to Health Check. I'm Heidi Godman. We are continuing our discussion with Dr. Joseph Seaman, who's a pulmonary medicine and critical care specialist at Sarasota Memorial Healthcare System. Also, Amy Miller, who's a nurse practitioner at Sarasota Memorial Healthcare System. And they are both with the Lung Cancer Screening Program at SMH. This is Lung Cancer Awareness Month. We want you to go get screened if you are uh, qualified to go and do that. Amy, tell us again for people just tuning in. Who should go get a low-dose CAT scan? So anybody who's considered high risk is basically, um, it it has to do with your smoking history and your age. So anybody between the ages of 55 and 77 is a current smoker or a former smoker that's quit within the last 15 years and has a 30-pack year history. So basically that means you've smoked a pack a day for 30 years. If you meet those eligibility criteria, you should be screened annually with low-dose CAT scan for lung cancer screening. Do you have to get a referral to come to the lung cancer screening program at SMH? Actually, you really don't. Um, if you wanted just to call, it's best to talk to your primary care physician about it. But if you don't have a primary care physician, you could just call the you know the phone number um, for the lung cancer screening program or, or go to the website and get the information and contact, contact us directly. And what is the phone number? It's 941-917-5864. 5864-917-5864. All right. I just wrote that one down and I'll tell you again, 917-5864. You can just give them a call mm-hmm. and say, I want to come in. And that's good for some people because there's a stigma, right? Yeah. Uh, about getting a, a, an LDCT. Yeah, sadly, you know, a lot of people... Um, you know, lung cancer, lung cancer in general is stigmatized. I mean, it's just the, the truth of it all. Um, you know, so many people get a lung cancer diagnosis and the first reaction is, is, well, were you a smoker? And, you know, we work really hard at SMH to try to really eliminate that stigma. Nobody deserves to get lung cancer. And so, you know, we want to treat everybody equally and making sure that we're providing the best care for everybody, regardless of what your smoking history has been. So, yeah, sadly, you know, the stigma related to lung cancer is something that's really affected research dollars. It affects people getting their treatment. It affects the advocacy. It affects a lot of different things. So it's really sort of a sad situation. Now, what if you do want to come in for a lung cancer screening, but you don't have insurance? How do you get that covered? Well, we do offer a self-pay price. It's $150 for our Lotus CAT scan. So if that's something that you feel very strongly about, that's something that you can choose to do. Okay. $150 mm-hmm. makes a good holiday present if you can't afford it and you have some friends who can. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Think about that. All right. So uh, cancer, lung cancer is this very tricky sort of enemy that we have as humans because there are a number of different forms of lung cancer and there are a number of different risk factors. And we know there are some things that are really, there's a a causation effect and a relationship there. But other things, you just can't even figure out why these people would get lung cancer. Why would something even be associated? What are the risk factors, Joe? Well, the the main risk factor for most folks is smoking. Uh, That's undeniable. Um, 90% of folks that are diagnosed with lung cancer uh, are active or former smokers. Um, And to be clear, 10% of people are either non-smokers or never smokers. Um, secondhand smoke is a, a significant risk factor. Uh, but there are other things that a lot of folks don't think about. Uh, one is radon gas. That's a, a gas that comes up through the soil from breakdown products. 
other uh, occupational exposures can uh, include diesel fumes, <clears throat> welding fumes, uh, and some cleaning agents. So you have to, when you really uh, talk to somebody about lung cancer risk, you have to take a, a pretty comprehensive history to, to determine what all things that they may have been exposed to in their life, where they've lived. Uh, and then we also have to think about the family history. Uh, we know folks that uh, have a lot of lung cancer in their family, and and the effect of genetics on lung cancer cannot be understated. Uh, and unfortunately, right now, genetics and related to a lot of cancers is still in its infancy in, as far as uh, science goes. Uh, but we know that you know family history is really important to take into account when you're counseling someone about the risk of lung cancer. Are there particular genes associated with lung cancer? Uh, there are. Um, there are a few uh, tumor-promoting genes, um, P63 and so forth, that uh, increase an individual's risk of developing a cancer in general, not just lung cancer. Uh, but there are other molecular changes that happen within the cells of the lungs due to stresses related to smoking and other chemicals um, that can lead to lung cancer. Uh, and that has really sort of evolved into other treatment options. Um, so you could be a never smoker and you could be in that 10% of lung cancer patients. You could be in the 10% who develops lung cancer, maybe because of exposure to a chemical or radon gas or or something like that. And radon, we think of that as really being something in the northern part of our country, but we have it here too. We do. Yeah, there are pockets here in Florida where there's uh, higher levels of radon gas. Uh, and it's really difficult to, to point out what those areas are because there's a lot of overlap. Are we a pocket? Uh, uh, not so much here in central Sarasota County, but in southern Sarasota County, there are a few pockets. Um, and there are actual uh, maps that you can look up online to look at radon levels that have been tested over the years and see where the hot levels are. Oh, I got to remember to do that. Look up, I'm typing this now, look up radon gas map. Important. Okay. Um, so you might be able to pinpoint some of these risk factors mm -hmm. that you already have in your life, and you could maybe remove some. And we're going to talk about prevention a little bit later in the program. Obviously, smoking cessation is going to be an important thing that you do. But let's talk a little bit about the symptoms of lung cancer. How would you know if you have it? And isn't it true that in most cases you don't know till it's kind of too late? Yeah, that's unfortunately the, the problem. And, and most folks with lung cancer present at late stage. Uh, we know that 70% of, of lung cancers present in either stage 3 or stage 4 lung cancer. And, and that's when their symptoms develop. The symptoms can be cough, shortness of breath, fatigue, weight loss. Those are some the very common uh, symptoms related to lung cancer, and those symptoms oftentimes signify advanced disease. Uh, unfortunately, in early disease, most folks don't have any symptoms at all. Uh, they feel otherwise well, and uh, it's only picked up either through a screening test or by accident when they have a, a CAT scan or a chest x-ray for another reason. All right, so it, maybe you might detect lung cancer if you have a low-dose CT, or maybe if you had some sort of a, a, a scan for some reason, incidental finding that might right. be. Does that happen? Happens uh, a lot. Yeah, and, and and so far as to say that it happens so often that uh, at Sarasota Memorial, we're going to start uh, looking at and screening the incidental lung nodules found uh, on scans in the ER, the urgent care, or an outpatient setting. All right. Why does someone get a scan in the ER and, you know, that person doesn't even know he or she has lung cancer, comes in, gets a screening? What's a typical reason you'd get a screening of the lungs? Well, like, for instance, somebody could come into the ER with like abdominal pain. So they get a CT, abdomen, pelvis, 
catches the lower part of your lungs. Incidentally, they can find nodules that are there that you know may be worrisome, um, particularly if the patient is considered is more on the high risk side. And so, you know, those are the nodules now that are being found and followed in being treated on an, in an earlier stage. So that's why we're developing the incidental pulmonary nodule program so that we can actually establish a process to follow and track these nodules that are found incidentally to help make sure people are being, you know, funneled in the right direction for their care. Mm -hmm. That's a wonderful idea. Mm -hmm. When do you think that that might start? Uh, We're going to start looking at all the numbers in December so we can get an idea about how big of an issue this is going to be so that we can start planning and uh, developing the program and the protocols for January. You're always one step ahead, Sarasota Memorial mm-hmm. Hospital. I just love that. And and what about diagnosis, though? Maybe it was picked up on an, as an incidental finding. But what about when you do have some concerns and your doctor sends you for a scan and, and it comes back, well, I'm sorry, this looks like the situation. How do you find out? So that, that's a great point. Um, and when you look at uh, how folks are approached when they have a lung nodule or a lung mass, um, it really needs to be done in a concerted uh, organized manner. Uh, and that's one thing that we know is when folks are approached in an organized uh, fashion as a protocol, they end up getting better care and diagnosed in an earlier stage. And uh, it, the diagnostic maneuver really depends on where the nodule is, what the nodule looks like. Is it near a, a bronchial tube? Is it sort of on the outside of the lung? Uh, is it a tiny nodule? Is it a big mass? Uh, all of that really determines how we approach whether the person gets a bronchoscopy, which is a camera that goes into the lungs to remove pieces of tissue, or they get a needle put through their side into the nodule, uh, or some other uh, scan technology that may determine the risk of cancer. I've witnessed some, uh, observed some of those procedures in the procedure room as a reporter, health reporter. Very, very interesting. And it all happens at Sarasota Memorial Hospital. So want to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about treatment. We're going to remind you how you can get a lung cancer screening at Sarasota Memorial Hospital. And if you want to know right now, give them a call, 917-5864, 917-5864. This is Health Check with Heidi Godman on WSRQ. More with the folks from the Lung Cancer Screening Program at SMH in a minute. Thank you for listening to today's show. For more information on today's topic, please visit smh.com. Follow us on your favorite social media network.